Today starts part one of a new series that I call The ABCs of Salvation. Now, we're going to talk about such topics of the gospel and how to respond to the gospel and be saved the true biblical way, while also talking about assurance of salvation. Why do I say assurance? Well, most of my audience here is probably already Christian, people that have responded to the gospel and have been saved, because the reason you're seeking is you're a Christian and you want to grow closer to God, so perhaps you listen to a podcast to hear God's word throughout your day. But also there are people in here that might not be Christian or they might not know yet if they are and they need to hear the biblical way of being saved and responding to the gospel. And so this will outline that for them. But for those that have already heard the word and have already been saved, you might be eager to tune out this series, and I can't blame you. However, the gospel is something that isn't just for new believers, it's for everybody. We need to regularly reflect on it because it helps us to have, as I mentioned earlier, assurance. A lot of times, at least throughout my own Christian walk, I've messed up. (laughs) Big surprise, right? We mess up and we stumble and we sin and we have the temptation to doubt whether we're saved or whether God's sacrifice was sufficient for my sins or if I'm still right with the Lord because of how bad I've messed up. Whether you admit it or not, or really understand or not, It's important to take our sins seriously and our failures, of course, but we run into the problem of doubting the gospel at at that time, and so it's important to regularly reflect on the promises of God and the response to salvation so we can have confidence and peace, joy, and assurance of our salvation. Because when you read a verse that says, do this and you will be saved, or believe and be baptized, you will be saved, it's important to reflect on that, even though you've already maybe responded and have believed and been baptized, but it's important to continue to regularly reflect on that so you can have peace, knowing that you've responded the way the Lord said to respond, and so you can have faith and peace that you've done what you need to do, for lack of better terms. So the ABCs of Salvation... Part one, I entitle the ABBCs of salvation. You might be wondering why I have two Bs, and we'll get to that in a sec. But we're going to start with the A, and ABBCs of salvation. A is an acronym, and it stands for Acknowledging That You Are a Sinner in Need of a Savior. What do I mean by that? Well, we see in Acts chapter 2, verse 38, where Peter says, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. In the direct context of that passage, Peter was preaching in Jerusalem, and he stands up and he tells everybody that, The sin that you are guilty of is rejection of the Messiah, Jesus Christ, and nailing him to the cross. So the thing that we are to acknowledge is it wasn't just the Jews that crucified Jesus. It wasn't just the Romans that crucified Jesus. It was everybody that's ever walked this earth that crucified Jesus. You and I are just as responsible for driving the nails through Jesus as the Roman soldiers who physically drove the nails through Jesus. Why? Because our sin and our rejection of God and his holy righteous standard put Jesus on the cross because the wages of sin is death and Jesus went to the cross to pay for that sin, something we're all guilty of. And so we need to acknowledge the fact that we've rejected Jesus, we crucified him, and we rebel against God daily with our sins, whatever your sin of choice may be. Um such as sexual sin, drugs, alcohol, murder, stealing, lying, whatever, right? We could go down that line. So we need to acknowledge the fact that we are sinners, 
destined for hell. However, we don't have to go because Jesus paid for our debt. We need to acknowledge that we're sinners in need of a Savior, which is Jesus Christ. Which leads me to the first B in the acronym, which is BELIEVE. We need to believe that what Jesus did on the cross truly happened and is truly sufficient for our sins. As Mark 16.16 says, Believe and be baptized and you will be saved. So we need to understand that the gospel truly happened. A lot of times in my own Christian life, I know that when I stumble really badly, I immediately go, oh my word, I must not truly be saved. I must not be right with God because I keep doing this horrible thing. But that, again, can run into a doubt problem. It's important that I take my sins seriously, but it can run into a doubt problem because if I start doubting that, oh my word, I'm not good enough for God, I'm not saved, I'm neglecting the gospel. Because belief means I need to truly believe that what Jesus Christ did on the cross is and was and always will be sufficient for my sins and my failures. That when I mess up, I can always turn to the cross, confess my sin to God, and be uh, forgiven of that sin. And so it's important that whether you're a new Christian or an experienced Christian, that you continue to reflect on the work of the cross and believe the gospel so when you mess up, you can have peace and true faith that, okay, the gospel still stands for me. The works of the cross still stand. And another thing to mention about Mark 16, 16, When it says, believe and be baptized, what does it say next? It says, believe and be baptized and you will be saved. Which, we'll talk about that later on in the series in regards to our discussion of assurance of salvation. But the verse says, you will be saved. Notice the power of will. It doesn't say, believe and be baptized and you might be saved. Believe and be baptized, you need to spend your whole life curious or stressed out. No, it says, believe and be baptized and you will be saved. That is an important term. For example, if I drink antifreeze from my car, I will die because it's obviously toxic to my body. We don't need to sit around and question that. It's plain and simple and obvious that if I do this terrible thing to my body, I will have consequences. It's not something to sit around and wonder or question because it's obvious. And so likewise, when the gospel says, believe and be baptized and you will be saved... Will is a powerful, definite, sure word, and so you don't want to neglect the power of that word. Which leads me to the second B in the acronym of A, B, B, C's of salvation. So far we've had A, which is acknowledge your sinner. The first B was believe. The second B is be baptized. Perhaps it should have been A, B, 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 C, because be baptized... Anywho, I'm not a comedian. <laughs> However, as we see in Mark 16:16, 16, 16, the verse that I've been quoting, it says, Believe and be baptized and you will be saved. It's 1 plus 1 equals 2. If you want the outcome of be, you will be saved, you need to believe and be baptized. Now, it's something I talk a lot about on this channel, and I'm not going to hammer it too hard about this, but I will simply state that if you want the result of will be saved, you need to believe that what Jesus Christ did on the cross is sufficient for your sins, and you respond to it by being baptized. 
Galatians 3.27 says, For as many of you have been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. We know that we're saved because we're clothed in the righteousness of Christ. And the way to put on Christ, as we just read in this verse, is to be baptized. That's when we put on the righteousness of Christ. So if you want the righteousness of Christ that's sufficient to get into heaven and be saved, you need to be baptized. That's when you come in contact with Jesus Christ's cleansing blood, as we see in Acts chapter 2, verse 38. When Peter says, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. When you're baptized in the name of the Lord, that's when you put on Christ and your sins are cleansed. That's when you come in contact with the soul-cleansing blood of the Lamb when you come in contact with the cross. Because baptism represents your death, burial, and resurrection with Jesus. And so... I could continue to go on with baptism, but again, that's just one part of the steps of salvation. So every single part is equally important. A lot of times when I talk about baptism, I hammer that one so hard, but I forget that it's only, again, one point, one additional step, or one step in the plan of salvation, not the most important. All of them are equally important. If you're just baptized but you don't truly believe, it's not going to mean much for you. Or if you truly believe but you haven't been baptized, it's not going to mean much for you either. You need to follow through with God's plan of salvation. Which leads me to the C of A, B, B, C's of salvation. And the C means confess that Jesus is the Lord. When you truly acknowledge that you're in need of a Savior, you truly accept and believe that Jesus is Lord, you respond to Him in baptism, you need to confess that Jesus is Lord. Not only spreading the gospel to others, which is a major important thing for us Christians to do, because once we become Christians, we are, continue, we are to continue to live in obedience to the Lord, and one of His commands is to go spread the gospel. But we see in Romans chapter 10, verse 9, quote, Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So when you believe in the gospel, it's important to proclaim that truth to others. And with your mouth, confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Because Paul states that when you confess that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. And it's important because what we say is a result of what comes from our heart. I believe it's in the book of James when James is talking about taming the tongue. He says that what we say is usually a result of what's within our heart. And so when we confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, that means that that's truly within our heart what we're stating. And so if we truly can if we confess that then that means we truly believe the gospel. If we're too ashamed to confess that Jesus is Lord because of persecution or fear or whatever the case may be, then you need to question if you truly believe. If you truly believe the gospel, then you're naturally going to want to confess it because it's such great news. But if you're ashamed to confess it, then maybe you need to refocus your sights on the Lord. A lot of times people will state that, oh, if you stumble and sin or you lack repentance in your life, it means you've never truly believed. And I don't necessarily think that's true. I've had many times in my life where I've truly believed the gospel, but I've really messed up and done something bad, or I was nervous and didn't share the gospel to somebody, or whatever the case is. It's not because I didn't truly believe. It's because I just simply lost sight and focus of the gospel and needed to realign my heart to it. We see that played out in the book of Revelation when the Son of Man tells John to write the letters to the church, the churches of Asia Minor, and I think it's the one he writes to Ephesus that states, you've lost sight of your first love. He wrote to a church, which means they were truly saved people in the body of Christ, but they simply lost sight of the gospel and they were going down a path of sin, and Jesus warns them, stating that 
you need to just realign your heart to the gospel. It's not that you were never truly saved or anything. It means you just haven't been regularly reflecting on the goodness of Jesus like we should. That's the reason we go to church on Sundays and Bible study is to focus on the gospel. And so it's important that we regularly uh, check our hearts and realign it and focus on the gospel that we may stay faithful and focused. So the ABCs of salvation, to repeat, were acknowledge you're a sinner in need of a savior, believe that what Jesus did on the cross is true and sufficient for you, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ to come in contact with his soul-cleansing blood, and C, confess that Jesus is Lord. One thing I will state again is in the book of Exodus, when we see that uh, God tells the people, his people, to sacrifice a lamb and put the blood above their door so God would pass over their house and not kill the firstborn of that family, that's how the blood of Jesus works for us. When we come in contact with the blood of the Lamb through belief in baptism, we are now covered by the blood of the Lord. And so, on Judgment Day, the Lord will pass over us when it comes to condemnation because we're covered by the blood of Jesus, as we see in the ABBCs of salvation. So as we continue on in this series, we're going to talk a lot about uh, response to the gospel, and we're going to go more in depth. We're going to hear com uh, topics such as the importance of hearing the gospel, believing, confessing Jesus as Lord, repenting, being baptized, living faithfully, um, assurance of salvation, and the power of the cross, things such as these. And again, if you're already a Christian, you might be tempted to tune it out, and that's fair, I will give you that, but... As we mentioned earlier, it's important to regularly reflect on the gospel for the sake of assurance, peace, and keeping our hearts aligned with the Lord. And if you're somebody here that maybe you're skeptical, maybe you think you've responded to the gospel the true way, but you want to make sure to have assurance and confidence, or maybe you this is your first time hearing the word and you're moved and you want to be saved, well, this series is absolutely for you. And I really encourage you to share this series because it might help somebody that's in need of the gospel. This isn't a series where I plan to hound my theological beliefs in you in a rude, aggressive way. It's because I simply want to make sure that those that are curious about the Lord respond in the biblical way and understand how to respond to the gospel because there's a ton of theologies out there, and I get that, but it's important to look at the whole picture and truly reflect on what the Bible says about response to salvation because the biggest thing you could ever question or understand or want to learn about in the Bible is how to be saved. That's the biggest thing, right, for our souls. And so it's important to understand how to be saved.